guys, and welcome to episode number nine of Diaries of Security Consultants, the show where we talk all things security consultancy and security industry. A uh, bit of a surreal um, episode this week, I suppose. Uh, I'm filming this. It is the 18th of March. It's very early in the morning. Uh, we are currently, as everybody in the world will know, in the middle of the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic. So the show is probably slightly going to be different uh, to what we normally do. Uh, normally, I suppose I would start off the show with what we've done in the past week and stuff like that, uh, business we've had and things like that. But the reality for me is, and the reality for probably a lot of you guys out there, is that the business in the last week has changed dramatically and it's quite probably never going to be the same uh, again for quite a lot of businesses. Um, business situation for us is that we are still up and running, uh, luckily. We are supporting some clients on some supply chain issues. We have had a significant amount of business cancelled in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of days, even the phone just started hopping one day and business was cancelled. The, the training business, my, my, obviously my occupation, my, my job is training, um, that is now shut down for the foreseeable. Uh, it's just you cannot reasonably and safely bring people in uh, to a training room, even though I know some people are. Uh, which is completely irresponsible. I suppose in society itself, last couple of weeks in Ireland, I don't know what the situation is like where you are, but in Ireland, in the last week, we've lost 160,000 jobs, people temporarily laid off, a significant amount of those across the security industry. The door supervision sector is now shut, is gone. I don't know of anybody working in it. Um, the guardian skills sector has changed dramatically. Uh, there's a significant amount of closed site and vacant site protection happening now, but aside from that, it's gone. Uh, the event security section is closed uh, for the foreseeable future um, and a lot of businesses who close down are very unlikely to open their doors uh, again and that's the stark reality I suppose. The world as we know it and the uh, economy as we know it and the security landscape as we know it I suppose I don't think is ever going to be um, the same after we open up the doors again. It certainly won't be for us. Uh, I would like to think that we were relatively well prepared is what we do, we prepare businesses, we have businesses that plan for the worst and manage risk. I would like to think we were reasonably well prepared in terms of other stuff that we have that we can bring in, services that we offer to clients that are now useful in this sphere outside the other stuff, uh, technology and stuff that we can leverage to, to kind of get ourselves back up and running or at least to keep ourselves ticking over. Um, and that's what's going to make it true, I think, in, whether you're in society or in the security industry as a whole, it's, it's, Industries that are adaptable, that are agile, that are able to make the jump into other into other sectors. Uh, I've seen a couple of companies come out and, and stark difference in, in in how they've communicated this issue. And I, I wrote a little bit about it last week. But look, the biggest when you're in a crisis, first step of any crisis is accept that you're in a crisis, burying your head in the sand and hoping that it's all going to be okay. You're just going to get smashed and it'll be all over before you even know it. You know. Uh, and then taking action. Um, there was a gentleman, I believe an Irish gentleman from the World Health Organization put out a quote the other day about crisis management and he said, um, action is better than perfection in a crisis. And that's a, that's a huge thing. You know, looking for the perfect solution or the perfect way out is, is, is nonsensical in a crisis. You need to accept this is happening. You need to take action and you need to communicate. You know, be proactive and communicate. I saw some really, really good examples of this week from security companies and I saw some really poor examples of from security companies. Uh, stuff like uh, we are aware of the ongoing crisis. We have we are taking steps to manage it. We'll be in touch with everyone when we can. 
dead in the water. You know, they, that's a holding statement that shows that you really had no plan for this, you have no idea what's going on, and it's very unlikely that you're going to have business continuity steps, uh, and we'll talk about that in, in a couple of minutes in action. Other companies, I think one of the shining examples that I've seen, a company that I have a lot of respect for in the UK, a company called FGH Securities, do a lot of um, uh, events and stuff like that. Uh, really, really well reputable company, do a lot of good things that I've seen them do in the industry, but they had a definite communication plan. Their, their uh, managing director, chief executive, I'm not quite sure his role, Peter Harrison, was very active on LinkedIn, communicating with his employees, communicating with the, with the stakeholders, telling people what the plans are, recognizing they're in a really bad situation, but showing step by step, look, this is what we intend to offer over the next couple of weeks. And I just thought, look, the adaptability to change from an event security company to offering all sorts of other services, utilize the tools and the assets they have, they're offering delivery services, vehicle services, medical services, stuff like that. The adaptability to do that, they are people who will survive. They will come through, that, that type of mindset. In a crisis, that's the type of mindset that, that comes to the fore. Acceptance, I'm in this situation, I need to do something. Doing something and then communication. Open, honest, transparent communication are huge. Those that didn't, they put out holding statements and they say, we are currently developing our business continuity plan. If you are currently developing your business continuity plans now, you are not developing business continuity plans. You are developing disaster recovery plans. Business continuity plans are planned in advance. When something happens, is not the time to start working on business continuity. These plans should have been there, they should have been tested, and they should have been ready to roll out. Maybe on not such a large scale, but they should have been able to adapt. If you are now trying to put in place action plans, that is disaster recovery. Your business is already gone, and you're trying to salvage what you can of that business. I'm not saying that that's not doable. It is absolutely doable. But to think that you're going to get back to the same business that you had before, forget about it. You're now in disaster recovery mode. I suppose one of the things that I would say to people, I'm not going to give advice, I'm not a medical professional, but I would say to people about getting through a, a crisis situation like this, um, I see these terms out there, and I can't remember who put up on uh, Twitter last night, but things like panic buying and panic on the streets and stuff like that. What I'm seeing out there is not panic buying. It is people reacting to information that they are fed. It's a very natural reaction to the information that they're being given. People listening to the wrong sources of information is what sparks this stimulus, a stimulus response. They are stimulated by negative, poor, false, or fake information, and they react to that to safeguard themselves by buying lots of stuff. They're told, we're going to total lockdown, 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, army on the streets, shops will be closed. That's a stimulus. It evokes a certain fear response, and they respond by panic buying. It's not panic buying in itself, it's a response to a stimulus. People are not panicking. They are very rationally going into a shop and buying what they feel they need in response to the information that they give us. So I think the real management end of things uh, from now on, there's no one on the media, uh, who some have been very, very good in this and some have been absolutely terrible. Uh, the usual uh, suspects uh, have been absolutely terrible. I'm not gonna name them on here because they tend to have very good defamation lawyers, despite the fact that what you say is true. Uh, in rising up fear and stoking fear and giving us worst case scenario, reading some of the more balanced reports and some of the more balanced information, you start to see the recovery timelines and uh, of people. You start to see countries and how they are coping. You start to see stories about vaccines starting to appear, and you start to recognise. Look, if you're getting the right information to people and people are hearing the right information, 
then you don't get that stimulus response you know so i think the the onus is on organizations certainly retailers certainly the media and certainly the state to make sure that communications are in absolute overdrive in the next couple of weeks getting the right communication to people that that's the stimulus we're getting which will evoke an appropriate response you know and i think that's a that's a key thing getting your facts in the right place making sure you're listening to your government your national health service or the hse in ireland I, I wouldn't have always been a massive fan of how the HSE should do things in certain cases like running hospitals and how they manage risk but, but I do have to say uh, people at the hierarchy of that and their emergency management and the chief medical officer their, their processes have really really impressed me in terms of risk management in the last couple of weeks and how they've managed a, a crisis they produced a document last week uh, the government action plan for COVID-19 it came out the night before last I shared it on LinkedIn quite possibly one of the best um risk management action plans that I've seen in a long time. It's just enough detail, it's procedural based, it's planned out, it's easy to see what the responses are. Uh, I think it's a fantastic document. I think anyone who is supporting clients through this in terms of security, safety, medical, uh, risk management, crisis management, communications, anybody who is supporting clients on a consultancy basis should read this document as an example of, you know, this is what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. It's spelled out very, very clearly. If you're not going on that, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Other stuff, uh, I've been using TweetDeck quite a bit. Uh, anyone using consultancy crisis management, close protection will be aware of TweetDeck. Uh, you can, it's a, an application that allows you to take uh, to filter tweets about certain subjects and bring them all into a new thing. Uh, I've been using Factal, F-A-C-T-A-L, it's a paid subscription service, which takes news from all over the world about particular topics, uh, fact checks them and then gives you them. Uh, it's also a fantastic uh, source. And then reading from the right national government sources. You know? Uh, personally, I think if you've got WhatsApp at the moment, mute it because some of the ridiculous stuff going on in WhatsApp groups at the moment is absolutely. It's it's kind of, I would go further than saying it's counterproductive to say that it is absolutely malicious and designed to stir up fear. You know, my neighbour's friends, who's friends with a guard who was in a meeting this morning, rubbish, absolute rubbish. And if you're filling your mind with that stuff, that's the stimulus and response that leads to the panic. Uh, the article we had out this week, I was around working from home, I thought it was kind of a timely one. Uh, I suppose this week we are going to see tens of thousands of people relocating from offices to homes. Absolutely necessary control measure, absolutely appropriate control measure, but not one that's without its risks. Uh, so I put together an article, I'll link, link it in the show notes here, uh, in terms of talking about when you're bringing company equipment home, protecting that company equipment. Uh, for companies to make sure they have an asset register and they know where all of their assets are gone. Now this is particularly important for small businesses. You know, uh, big businesses generally have people in charge of this stuff. Uh, for every business coming home, you're coming home and your employees are putting work equipment onto home Wi-Fi networks. How do you make sure that, that network is secure? How do you know that, that network is secure? Are you aware of the risks to go to? Uh, do your employees have a VPN? Are they using that VPN? Uh, that's just the network end of things. Then your actual duty of care, you know, from a health and safety point of view. If you were in a workplace, you would have a health and safety person go around checking the desks, the ergonomics, the footrest, the repetitive strain injuries, the glare on the screen. You know, who's going to do that now? Fine, it's a week or two, but this is this, this is not going to end in a week or two. This is going to be prolonged. You know, it's going to go on for a number of weeks. Absolutely fine. Lots of business will run perfectly fine, but you need to be aware of these safety concerns. How would you know if an employee is sick at home? How will you know if they've taken ill suddenly, need medical help while they're supposed to be on working hours? You know, is there a check-in system? 
Uh, are you asking people to call in a certain time every day to have conference calls or video calls? Uh, one thing I've just been looking at over the last couple of days is Zoom, uh, teleconferencing, uh, it's a fantastic uh, piece of equipment I've just been looking at over the last couple of days uh, for some other stuff. Uh, other things around um, fishing, all these uh, fishing with a PH, okay, going fishing, um, you're going to have thousands and thousands of emails going between employee groups and things like that. How easy for a malicious email to get in there? Somebody's open up. So how do you give your employees guidance on that? Do they know how to contact the security department? All that kind of stuff. So I wrote an article, all concerns, stuff that you could minimize in an hour as a, as a business manager and security consultant for your clients. You know, go to the checklist and go, look, do this, do this, do this, do this, and then it's absolutely fine to work from home. You know, but have these controls um, in place for people. Uh, ourselves, I suppose our business has been impacted. Like I said, some of our work locally has been in supply chain. Uh, we're working with a couple of medical people uh, with some protective services on medical supply chain for some clients. Um, we had some business continuity plans in place with clients over the last number of weeks that have now started to kick in. So we're still advising clients on, on how that should ramp up or adapt over the next couple of weeks. Our other stuff, uh, our event management stuff, dead in the water. We've had at least 10 events cancelled over the next couple of weeks on us, uh, all of which were providing good, good business. Uh, we've had a number of protective services um, calls from clients pulled. All of our audit business has now been pulled. Um, we had some of that online anyway where we do self-check, uh, self-checklists for, for, for clients to help them get through audits and have an ongoing audit um, capability with them. Uh, but that business is dead in the water. We are lucky that we've always had in the background of our website, we, we never promote things for sale to the public, really, apart from the book. Uh, but we're lucky that we've always had a kind of a back end away from the public where we allow clients to buy manuals and packages and stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to publicise that um, over the next couple of days and weeks. So, for instance, uh, one of the things I did last week was uh, the book, uh, our book, the Nightclub Security Manual, which teaches owners and, and security managers and head door supervisors to write a nightclub operations manual set of procedures for the, for the security staff. Um, we had that on sale on Amazon for a long, long time. What I've done is I've reduced that to the cheapest price that I can do it. So it's now nine pounds sterling, I think 11 euros, and not including the portion packing. Uh, and I'm going to donate two euros for every book sale. So I think when I get it printed by Amazon, um, they take six euros, I get five euros, and then of that five euros, I'm going to donate two euros to, to every person, uh, to Alone, uh, which is the elderly charity, which I suppose is the big uh, concern over the next couple of weeks is looking after the elderly and the vulnerable in our, in our community. Uh, so I'm going to donate to that charity from it. Uh, all of our packs, we have a safety statement pack, uh, which is a set of examples, templates, and uh, resources for compiling a safety statement, a set of risk assessments, and uh, safety training sign-offs uh, for your employees. Normally just for the templates, without any guidance, we would charge 50 euros just for the set of templates to clients. Uh, I'm going to reduce that to a tenner for any security company out there that wants it. Uh, we have an assignment instruction uh, set which guides you step by step through writing your assignment instructions and we give you examples of assignment instructions. Uh, you're going to have a lot of security companies closed that might be hoping to get themselves set back up again and having to pay people or not pay people but you're going to have a lot of managers and stuff like that sitting in offices trying to generate business. A perfect time for security companies to work on things like their policies, procedures, assignments, instructions, uh, the, 
safety fitness risk assessments all their side things get yourself you know do what you can to be productive in the time that you're on downtime so i've made available the link but if anybody genuinely can't afford to get in touch i'm happy to help if there are businesses out there who purchase it one thing i always do with it is that what comes with all of our online purchasing packages is um, an hour uh, or even two hours at a, at a stretch of, of our time as well in terms of if you send it to us when you're done and you'd like us to look at it for you or if you want a phone call or a Skype message or a Zoom call to talk through uh, how you go about it or what should be in it and what shouldn't be in it uh, absolutely that, that's always included uh, if there are security businesses out there who have stuff coming up um, in terms of things like planning and things like that that they want help with I'm not looking to make a profit off any of this uh, I'll do it at cost price as cheap as I can as cheap as I can do it if there are uh, a big believer in giving back where we can, you know, uh, I believe I'm adaptable and resilient. I will find a way to get through this this emergency, this crisis, as all adaptable and, and resilient people will find it a way. I'm not special or unique in that way, but I suppose now is the time to help others who can't help themselves a little bit. So if there are charities, NGOs, people like that out there who need help to get through it in terms of security, consultancy, can uh, resilience business continuity, emergency actions, disaster recovery, feel free to get in touch on any of the any of the channels that we um, that we have there. You can get us on email info at securityoperative.ie. Uh, you can get us on, on Facebook, Security Operative, uh, LinkedIn, Security Operative Consultant Services, any of those channels. Just get in touch. Absolutely happy to help whether you're in Ireland or anywhere else in the world. Absolutely happy to help. If you're a business and you look at our packages, but what you need is not there, let's just say it's an area like data protection or specific policies, screening, training, whatever the case might be, just get in touch. I'm absolutely happy to support any, any small business or medium-sized business if it helps them get back on their feet at the end of this because that's at the end of the day, that's what's, that's what's needed, I suppose. Uh, I normally wrap up this, um, this uh, video series with what's next, what's coming up next week, but the reality is, who knows? You know, I genuinely don't know what we will be doing next week. We will be in business. We will be working, we will be supporting clients. What it is that we are doing, who knows? That's the nature of business. And in a crisis, you adapt to what comes your way. You know, and that's what I intend to do. And that's what I advise all of you to, to do out there. If you're running a small security business, if you're a security consultant, if you're in close protection, if stuff comes up that's outside of the scope of what you normally do, but it gets you through, take it. Take it, build on it. Now's the time to learn how to pivot, move into other stuff, expand your skill set, stuff like that. If you can help out the more vulnerable, absolutely do it. That's what my intention is. How that how that's going to pan out, who knows? Maybe this day next week when we're coming to you with episode 10, we're going to have a definite plan, but right now we are adapting to what comes through the door. That's what our business continuity plan has. Our business continuity plan has a certain amount of income coming in from the streams that we have running at the minute, and then we're going to adapt and grow to what it is that's coming into us. And we have definite risk management plans in place for that. Hopefully you guys do too. Until next week, you can get in touch with us, like I said, on any channels, whether it's for a chat, uh, whether it's for advice, whether it's for some services, uh, or whether it's just to air, uh, do a little bit of venting, or you need someone to talk to. Feel free to get in touch. We're going to be online all week. Thank you very much for your time, and see you next week for episode 10. Cheers.